0: They would rather have the man not be healed than for Jesus to break the rules. Sometimes we're so intent on going to church on Sunday, we're not willing to help the people who come to church on Sunday. My title of this message is not, Let Us Have Church, but Let Us Have A Church. Not just have church, have church is for us to get up and praise and worship and rejoice. But there's a big difference between having church and being the church. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to the Light of the World broadcast. Jesus went to the synagogue for service and he met a man with the withered hand. While he was concerned about the man, the Pharisees were concerned about whether Jesus was gonna break the law. Church should always be about reaching people and ministering to their need. Come and go with us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. One of the things I enjoy most is being at church with church folks. There's something special about coming to the house of worship and fellowshipping with God's people. I don't know about you, but I I enjoy that. When the praise and worship is vibrant and the spirit of worship is in the place, the hands are lifted, voices are raised, When you have that in worship, you know, if everybody was lifting up holy hands and praising the Lord, there's no better sound than the people of God lifting their voice, praising God together. When people are rejoicing and the Word of God is inspiring and encouraging, you couldn't ask for anything better. Sometimes we used to say it like this, boy, didn't we have some good church today? Didn't we have Some good church today. Every Sunday in the greater Houston area, a few hundred thousand people attend church. And it's likely in America that there are millions of people attending church. While it is biblical for believers to be connected and committed to a church, It is more important to God that we do more than just attend and enjoy. It is God's desire that every congregation become the church that reaches people for the kingdom of God. Now, I have been guilty of being so focused on going to church that I've often neglected reaching out to people who don't go to church. How many of you been on your way to church and you saw somebody on the side of the road that needs some help, but you don't have time to help them because you're going to worship God so that you can reach some? I I can't stop right now because I'm on my way to worship God who wants me to reach people. In all of Jesus' teaching, he seemed to be especially frustrated with the actions and reaction of church people when it comes to reaching others. Luke chapter 6, and we're going to put that up and you're also going to see in parentheses Matthew and Mark because I have taken liberty from the Scriptures to kind of combine some of the words from the other two texts so that we can get a good picture of, of this story, of this incident. In, Mark, in Luke chapter 6 verse 11, on another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisee and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. They asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? The first thing that grabbed my attention in this passage was this phrase. On another Sabbath, he went to the synagogue. Now, the synagogue was the place of worship. So, for us, I'm going to call it the church. Now, the Sabbath was on a Saturday, but I'm going to use it for us and say, on another Sunday, he went into the church. One of the things we discovered about Jesus, the Son of God, is that he was a regular attendee at the worship service. Let me say this about Jesus. He was a regular attendee at the worship service. How many of you say, I want to be like Jesus? Well, he went to church often. He didn't miss. How many say, I want to be like Jesus? Now, I know they didn't have Wednesday night service, but he didn't miss on Sunday. The other thing we noticed is that he was active in church. He did more than just attend. Now, he was there attending and teaching. Even though he's Jesus and even though he knows everything and even though he knows who he is, where he came from, and what he's up to, he didn't decide just to go to church and sit. He said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to teach. So if you want to be like Jesus, the first thing you need to do is teach in the children's ministry. All right, how many say, no, I don't want to be like Jesus. That's what you do if you want to be like Jesus. You start teaching in the children's ministry. If you think you have the gift of teaching, that's a good place to find out if you do. And it will help you with the gifts, uh, not only the gifts of the Spirit, but with the fruit of the Spirit. It'll help you be patient and kind and loving and gentle, and (laughs) long-suffering. We're told in this passage, a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. Now, before we get to the shriveled hand, let's consider this man. Now, lately, the Lord has had me looking at the people more closely. The last Sunday, we looked at the sinners and the tax collectors, didn't we? And what did the Lord say about them? Go consider, go find out what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So I'm asking you to go and find out what that means. You have mercy and sacrifice. You need to do that when you come to church too. And a man was there. A man was there. This man had a shriveled hand, but he decided that even though he had this issue, he was going to go to church. Some people use any excuse not to go. I got this issue, so I ain't going. Now, there was no indication that he knew that Jesus would be there. So, this is not a man that said, I heard Jesus is going to be there. Maybe if I go, he'll heal me. No, he said, I'm going to church because I'm going to worship. I looked at this hand. This is, it says he had a shriveled hand. Now, one version said he had a withered hand. And Luke, who was a physician, said he had a, his right hand was withered. Now, most people are right-handed. So the hand that he used most, the one that he depended on most likely, is unavailable to him. And if you don't think that was an issue, I dare you not to use your right hand anymore until this sermon's over. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord. Say See, you raise his right hand right there. I tell you, don't don't use your right hand. When you reach for your note or your Bible and you turn your page, use your left hand. All through this sermon, consciously, I'm not going to use my right hand. This man couldn't use his right hand while he was sitting up in church. But no matter what you're going through, if you press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. Let me say that one more time. No matter what you're going through, if you would just press your way to worship, expect a blessing to come your way. One of the strategies of the devil is to challenge you when you're going through an issue and and cause you to get as far away from where your blessing might be as he can get you to be. Don't go to church. You don't feel like it today. You got this issue. You're not feeling good. I've had people call me on a Friday to tell me they ain't feeling good and they ain't going to be at church on Sunday. I say, you're not even expecting to feel better. You're not even expecting the Lord to touch your life. You're telling me today that you might not, you don't feel good. You got a headache today and you ain't coming to church Sunday. You don't do that with your job. I've seen people come to work so sick we had to make them go home. We never had to do that at church. They at work, they're just laying down, they got a high fever, they coughing over everybody Say, You go go home. No, I can make it, I can make it, I can make it. Then Sunday they go, Oh, I can't, I can't go to church. Well, this is where your healing could be. This is where your deliverance can be. This is where your blessing could be. Come to church expecting. But this man with the withered hand, that withered mean it was dry and decaying and not grown to the correct size because of a disease of some sort. Jesus saw this man. I talked to you last time about looking and seeing the difference. Many times we just look at people but we don't see them. Jesus saw this man and he saw that He did not use his infirmity as an excuse for not coming to worship. Jesus saw that this man had a need. Jesus saw an opportunity to minister to this man. He didn't look at him and say, what you doing here? Now, the Pharisees looked at the man. Jesus saw the man. How did I know the Pharisee looked at him? Look at the next... Passage: The Pharisee and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Is he going to heal today? Let me see if there's anybody here in need to healing. Uh-huh. Let me see what he's going to do. Now listen, we talked about the Pharisees so bad last week. But I'm telling you, you still got Pharisee that have come to church on Sunday. Amen. They're looking at people and they want to know what are they doing here, where you at, and where are you sitting, and all of that. That's the Pharisee. They're not looking at somebody that needs something. So I'm going to ask the Pharisee to cut that out. We're here to reach people. We're here to reach people with issues. We're here to reach people who are trying to find Jesus. We're here to reach people that got all kinds of, sometimes they have a swivel hand or a swivel heart. So there's a pharisaical spirit that will come up in the church and you don't even know you got it. So here they're saying, I'm watching him to see what he's going to do. Now they're not there worshiping. They should have had their hands up praising God and listening to the word of God. They're not doing that. They're sitting there checking out everybody. Let me see what they look like. How come they sitting over there? How, what they got on? And, and look at them. You know, look at that. Well, what they doing here? You know, they ain't got no business here. So I'm pharisaical too. I'm talking about me. There are times when I see some young man come in. He's got his cap on. I'm like, how come he didn't take his cap off in the church? Somebody go over there and tap him on the shoulder. Tell him to take that hat off. They did that one time. And he got up and walked out to service. And I said, Hmm. Would I rather have him hear the word with the hat on? This is Jerry G. Martin and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF.org. Again, that's LOWCF.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Itasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.